This episode is made possible by our generous patrons. Pictures up, last looks! to episode 120 of the Ink to Film podcast, where we read the book and then see the movie. I'm Luke. And I'm James. And this week we take a look back at all our projects from 2019. Okay, so here we are again. We're in Florida together for the first time in a few years now. Yeah. Recording an episode of the podcast. Um, This is our last looks episode, looking back at everything we covered in 2019. Yeah, and it's a little weird sitting by you while we record this. (laughs) Unusual. Usually we're over Skype. Um, so the energy seems different. That, that's got to be what it is. It's definitely something, yeah. <laughs> Looking you dead in the eyes as I say this. <laughs> yeah, a little unusual, but uh, yeah, it's cool to be in Florida. You know, that's where I'm from. Got to come back and see a bunch of family. It's been a whirlwind trip in a bunch of different cities, um, but it's been a lot of fun. And we're, we're getting this episode in right here before the end of the year. We like to take a look back, like you said, at all of the stuff we covered. Um, so we're going to be touching on things like what our least favorite book was, our favorite book was, least favorite movie, favorite movie, biggest surprise. Um, I'm also going to be peppering in some statistics um, on like what our most downloaded episodes were this year, top five states, top five countries, stuff like that. So if that interests you at all, you know, stay tuned. Yeah. I mean, we covered a lot of good stuff this year, too. I can't like uh, going through the list. It was hard to pick a least favorite of anything. Sometimes it was it was the books and the movies and overall the the hardest thing though was the was the favorite stuff because it's like yeah. the stuff that we covered this year is like legend some of the stuff is well almost untouchable right like material that like you know for example like movies that i don't think can you can really compare to anything else because they're so unique and so um you know they're such a masterpiece yeah no i agree i struggled with pretty much every category <laughs> i'll go in to, to we're going to go into our deliberations why we chose what we chose i think we both picked a uh, runner-up for each category too, so we'll touch we'll touch on those. Um, but yeah, man, it's it was it was a tough decision, uh, but I feel pretty good about my my choices for all of the topics. Yeah, me too. Okay, cool. So do you want to share? We have some stats on like what we did this year as a podcast. So, but I actually don't know them. So you want to share them with share them with our listeners? Sure. So yeah, we just were looking back at the year and we like numbers. So we were thinking like yeah. number of projects that we covered, I felt was it was an interesting one. Overall, the number of actual individual projects, whether it was a one week project or a four or five week project, something like that. We had 21 total projects this year. Okay. And so projects, in case you don't know, we that's how we classify our groupings of books and films. So sometimes we do a combo book and film single episode. Sometimes we space it out over four or five and that's still one project. So that's what you're talking about. We covered 21 different projects. Cool. I did not know that. Yeah. I think that's similar to what we did last year. I want to say that number might have been a little less. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the way I think of it is like 52 weeks in a year, roughly think like on average, maybe we spend two to three weeks on a project. This seems like it was two weeks on a project. Yeah. Roughly. Well, how many episodes do we have? 
That's a good question. Um, we covered 49 episodes this year. We had a total of 49 episodes. Okay, I think that's like, that might be like one less or something. Um, I don't know what happened, but uh, we maybe we took a week off in there. Yeah. I think we did. Honestly, like three weeks off a year is not bad, though. Like, that's yeah, a lot of content. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> pretty consistent, I would say. Yeah, and I mean, over those over the course of those projects, just to speak to the number of books, I think... Uh, so we covered 20 books, and this include the reason that there's only 20, even though we had 21 projects, is one of our projects was we did the It miniseries and It Chapter 2, which didn't actually have a, a book or a story in it. This uh, year. This year. So <laughs> so that's the reason that we had less books than actual projects. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 20 books is, is pretty significant. I mean, that's this, pretty good. it includes um, some short stories here and there. Uh, I think there's something like four short stories okay. that we covered. Which, like, yeah, you know, cool. It's a lot of books. Yeah. And then I know that within those episode numbers, too, um, there's also our 100th episode celebration mm-hmm. we did, which was big. And then this episode we're including, which is also not a project. Right. So we have a couple of these kind of outlier episodes this year. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been varied. I think we've had a lot of touched on a lot of good stuff. Um, how many movies? Now, when I say when we say movies, um, we're also including TV shows. It's just right. like visual medium like yeah. stuff. Like we covered a, whether we covered a movie or a TV we show. We should really start all same category. It, yeah, we should really start calling it written word and visual <laughs> use it, like visual medium. Yeah, it really yeah. rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in terms of movies that we covered this year, twenty-two total movie visual medium projects. If we're going to call it that, <laughs> uh, twenty-two of those that includes three shows, uh, three seasons of TV shows. The Expanse we covered, Game of Thrones, and Good Omens. Mm. Uh, that This also includes one episode of television, just a one-off with uh, t- Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, four TV projects. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a season of TV show is, is a lot harder for us to cover as well. It is. So. And we're going to try it again next year because yeah. I can think of a couple that we're going to want to touch on. But yeah. it's every year we try it. Um, we're still figuring out the best way to do it. Sometimes it just depends on the project and it might vary, like what's going to be best for this project. Um, but yeah, I mean, those were all great projects. I'm glad we found a way to do them. Mm -hmm. I mean, in terms of like it, I think if we couldn't find a way to cover these on the podcast, we'd be doing ourselves a disservice because there are some great television adaptations and series and things like that. So I love that we're able to find a way to do the shows as well as the movies. Right. Absolutely. So how many guests did we have this year? This year we had four guests. Only four. So I think last year we had like eight or nine. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a reduction. That was not intentional mm-hmm. um i was surprised when i saw that number and look back um maybe we'll have more next year i hope we will i enjoy having guests on i think our listeners like it um i've asked a few you know here and there what they think of the guest episodes everybody seems to enjoy them adds a nice uh kind of a change up from mm-hmm. the from our traditional setup yeah. um so i definitely think that's something we're going to do more of don't know why we only did four yeah. but that's just how it worked out yeah i think it's nice because it's like um like you say it's like a new a new voice to ours whereas like our default is kind of us obviously talking right. about things when we bring in a, another person i think it adds a nice element and yeah tons of different expertise we've had on this year yeah um speaking of which some of the guests that we actually all of the guests that we had this year let's were go through them Sa- uh sarah tantlinger yeah she she joined us for pet cemetery right uh the film which we went and saw um yeah great great episode we loved having her on a friend of mine went to seton hill with me horror writer she just won a bram stoker award for her poetry collection so So definitely check out her stuff she's she's really cool yeah Uh, and that was an interesting episode too because we'll talk i'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that movie here in this last looks episode uh (laughs) okay maybe a spoiler for what's to come (laughs) maybe we call those we call that in the biz a teaser (laughs) okay good good 
So uh, our, one of our other guests was Mark Neiman Ross. Yeah, Mark Neiman Ross, a friend of mine from Portland. He is a sci-fi writer. He has multiple stories published in Analog, um, which is like a hard sci-fi market. He joined us for Arrival and Story of Your Life. Um, two different episodes, mm-hmm. um, which is cool to have him on for that. Um, he also helped us. He gave out he gave out some copies of his yeah. material to one of our listeners. Won that, so that was really cool. It was great having him on and talking about an awesome project. Yeah, so, really that was. Cool. I mean, it was so much fun to have him on there and get really heady with it and talk about yeah. sort of like determinism and all that. It was a lot of yeah. fun. Which almost I, I kind of became a theme for our season. Like our, our season. If I think of our year as a season, maybe yeah. we will. Yeah. Um, season three of the podcast. Right. Um, yeah, it, it felt like determinism and like the way time travel works and like all of that being linked. Like it, I felt like it just kept coming up. Oh, it did. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool. Definitely. Another, another guest we had on, we had Daryl Gregory. Yeah. Daryl Gregory, man. He's a great writer. Uh, Spoonbenders is hopefully coming soon. So if you don't know him, you're going to hear about him because that's going to be a big TV show. We hope knock on wood. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was one of my instructors at Viable Paradise Writers Workshop awesome to have him on to cover Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, he got to tell us about what it was like, you know, reading it for the first time with the original run. Um, and what a fun project to talk about. Um, really cool stuff. Yeah. And thank you to Daryl. Thank you to all our guests for coming on. And we had one other. Yeah. Our last one was a Jesse Quack here yeah. at the end of the year. Jesse Quack, another friend of mine. I guess I know a lot of writers. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. She's awesome. She is a sci-fi writer. She joined us to talk about the expanse and Leviathan wakes. Um, you guys you probably remember that because that's pretty recent episodes. Yep. Um, and it was a lot of fun to talk with her and a great project, you know? Awesome. Definitely. Yeah, and she has some stories that uh, we kind of talked in the episode that might be kind of uh, closely linked to some of The Expanse, sort of like sci-fi stories. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you're a fan of The Expanse, you should check out her stuff. Yeah, Jesse Quack. Uh, absolutely. It's like gangster sci-fi in space, so yeah. it's awesome. Um, so another thing to mention is that when we were compiling our stats for all this stuff... Um, especially when it comes to like time for talk about top top episodes and stuff, uh, it's going to favor stuff that came out earlier in the year because right. just the nature of it. All all of our episodes, I think, have a lot of evergreen content to them, mm-hmm. so they're going to be downloaded over time. Um, so anything recent might not you know rank as high, but that's just the nature of doing it the way we're doing it. But anyway, just something to keep in mind. Yeah. So also this year we launched our YouTube channel, which was kind of a big thing because yeah. you know it's, it adds a sort of. Uh, you know, everyone's familiar with YouTube and everybody's on YouTube. So it adds another avenue for people to find the podcast. Uh, it's been pretty cool for us so far. I like that we're able to get the uh, episode art on there. And, and yeah. I, I don't know, I find it really fun when I see, you know, new subscribers and things like that we can follow. Yeah. And it's another place where we may end up doing more with it in the future. You know, we wanted to go ahead and get our toehold on there, start, you know, trying to grab some subscribers and get some videos out there. You know, YouTube's algorithm is, you know, unusual in that it, uh, It'll like it, things kind of like uh, snowball. So if something starts getting a little bit of downloads, then it'll start showing it to more people, and it'll snowball and snowball. So in a way that's unlike all the other podcasting um, apps that we use, we had a couple of uh, episodes kind of take off a little bit, um, and I mean not hugely, but do pretty well. Um, but then like some of our other ones, you know, not so much. So it's just funny how the algorithm works on YouTube. But um, speaking of, we had The Shining um, from last year um, is our top viewed. Uh, 
episode right now. It's got almost 2,000 views, I think, today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's doing pretty well. And then we got, um, after that, I think we have How's Moving Castle, one of our early, early episodes, the film. And then we have our Jaws book episode, which for whatever reason is doing well on there. Mm-hmm. Um, good episode, I think. I think it's classic. I think it's a really good representation of what our show is. Right. Um, talking about the Peter Benchley novel before we go see this movie. Mm-hmm. I um, remember there being some weird stuff with uh, the wife in that novel. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're going to continue rolling out. We actually don't have all of our episodes on there yet, but we're going to be dropping them. I'm going to try and do pretty frequently um, and roll them up until we catch up to where we are. And then at that point, it'll just be the one episode a week. Um, so you can look for that. But we'd love it if you come and subscribe to us if you haven't already. Um, we're trying to get upwards of 100 subscribers so we can go ahead and get a, our own devoted URL. And then from there, we can start sharing it around and just doing cool stuff. So, um, yeah, that'd be awesome if you can come and give us a, a subscription. Yeah, and like Luke said earlier, uh, you know, if you do subscribe, there might be some video content there in the future. We just we have that as an open kind of uh, avenue if we need it at some point. Absolutely. All right, man. So I think it's time to start getting into our categories. Um, we're going to change up the order a little bit from last year, if anybody remembers our Last Looks 2018. Um, but most of the same categories. We're doing Biggest Surprise, um, Least Favorites, Favorites, stuff like that. So I think we start off this year talking about what the most surprising uh, episode, moment, project, mm-hmm. whatever. It, it's kind of open-ended. What's, what's one of the most surprising things from this year for you? Um, whether that happens to be a book or a, or a movie or a TV show. We're also going to give our runner-up and our and our top. Do you have that for this one? No. So uh, there there are a couple categories where it was clear which one for me. Okay. If, the, if it wasn't clear, then I then I left a runner-up. Okay. So there might be times that I don't have a runner-up. And walk us through your thinking. Okay. So early on in the year, we covered a project that I felt was pretty um, obscure. We covered okay. something called Jesus' Son. Jesus' son. Yeah, Jesus' yeah. His son. Jesus' his son. <laughs> Jesus' his son. Okay, so we covered Jesus' son, and, uh, you know, I didn't know what to expect going in. You had told me that you really enjoyed it as, like, a as like a contemporary literary work. The book. And the, the book. That's, yeah, and yeah. that's specifically what I'm talking about, more, okay. more than the, the movie. And the movie was, you know, was, I think it did a good job of, of somewhat representing, but the book was just... Uh, I don't know, it was really human, and it was really, like, it, it like, engaged with, with some things that I wasn't expecting, and uh, there was also this sort of anthology thing to it that I that I enjoyed. Right. Uh, just overall really surprised by that project, and, and I find myself thinking about it a lot. Yeah, that's Dennis Johnson, mm-hmm. um, He and that book is, like, yeah, it's probably a favorite of mine, especially among, like, literary stuff, mm-hmm. which is something we haven't done a lot of, like, really literary kind mm-hmm. of uh, material. Um, yeah, and that's just, that was kind of a passion project almost because it's not super well known and kind of obscure. Um, I really enjoyed covering it. So that's cool to, that that was a surprise for you. I guess, yeah, it's not going to be my surprise because I knew how good it was. Right. Um, but it was definitely a lot of fun and, uh, really enjoyed talking about it with you. I mean, the guy, the guy was a mess and it's like a fictionalized version of his life. Um, but it's really engaging to talk about and he really cuts at like the human condition, you know, cuts into right. the human condition and, it just, uh, it's a cool book to read. So if, if that sounds interesting to you, definitely check that one out. Yeah. I, I'm really interested to hear what your surprise was because you didn't have Jesus' son to look to. Look no, at no, I don't one. have that one. So I have a, I, this was hard for me to pick because um, mm-hmm. it's like you try and figure out like, am I going to talk about what was like surprising in a negative way or what was surprising in a positive mm-hmm. way? Um, that's always kind of a decision uh, to go through. But I, I ended up coming up with two. Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the runner up first. So this isn't my actual choice, but it was right there. So my runner-up was the Pet Cemetery movie, okay, um, and that was kind of in the negative way because mm-hmm. I we had such a good time covering that book, and um, 
Like it really, like I love that book and, it, and I love covering Stephen King. You know, he's one of our favorite authors to cover. Um, and it was just really, really, really fun. And I had really high hopes for this new movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were hearing all this good buzz too, right. out of like some of the, um, festivals that the, the the film was shown at it was getting like standing ovations and this kind of thing and, and i was like oh man i think we got to temper expectations because sometimes sometimes some of the the people are really excited just to have been the first people to see it so they'll cheer for it i think there was like some some report about like a really long standing ovation for this movie do you remember that the pet cemetery one <laughs> it sounds yeah. sounds i don't remember that specifically but i bet i bet that's true <laughs> um so anyway uh i went in i went in with pretty high expectations from right. all that um, and then, yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I actually know some people really liked it. Mm. Um, but just for me, it didn't land. And I thought it was, it was just not very good. And it was that difference, um, between what we had been hearing and what I felt like I experienced, um, was pretty dramatic. And so in that way, a surprise, right. um, unfortunately a negative surprise, right. but that's why it's my runner up mm-hmm. because I wanted to go with a positive for my main pick. And that was a enemy mine. Okay. the book okay um because i first off that was a uh listener um uh, patron patron commissioned episode we did on both the book and the movie and really both were pretty surprising but i think in particular the book because i didn't realize how good it was going to be i really enjoyed that book and the book was written by barry b Longyear, which we found out was a hugo award winner and it was a big book in the 80s and something i had completely missed hadn't heard much about and I don't know, I just thought it was fun, surprising. To, had I went in with no expectations, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, for that book. And, and ended up really enjoying it. And then the, the movie was solid, too. So, And it was a fun episode. Well, it's like, I, and I think the movie made me appreciate the story even more, though. Like, because the movie was serviceable. I think it was good. But it, it made me look at the story and say, like, wow, like, Barry B. Longyear, like, actually had something that he was, like, he had some a specific vision and specific, um, you know, sort of moral that he was trying to get there mm-hmm. and... And I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty progressive story. And, yeah. And I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. Cool. Oh, speaking of, I, I just remember we. I just heard a beep. Uh, we have some construction going on outside the house here. Can't really do anything about it. This is our window to record in. So if you do hear some like weird beeps or pounding or something like that, it's just sorry. Us, it's just us working out while we record. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not too bad. Yeah, I, I hope it won't be. All right, so that was our biggest surprise. Um, before we get into our, our book selections, I thought I'd share a little stats with you. This time I'm only going to do top five, but I think it's still interesting to touch on. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go our top five states we were downloaded in this year. Once again, by the way, we were downloaded in all 50 states, which awesome. I mean, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, we did that, had that happen for the first time last year, did it again this year. Very cool. So, but the top five, we had some change-ups too. Not the same as last year. Nice. People are out there spreading the good word. Yeah, exactly. All right, so our number five most uh, downloaded state was New York, which I think was in the top five last year. I, I don't remember. I don't think it was fifth position. I think it might have been higher, actually. Okay. It might have been like four or mm-hmm. something. So, But still cool. I mean, New York's a massive state. Mm-hmm. New York City, obviously. So um, that's cool to know that we're getting getting the word out. I mean, yeah, population-wise, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, some of these bigger cities are probably going to tend to 
have an advantage, you know what I yeah. mean, in this race. But still, here. we got to get we got to get in there and like get yeah. people knowing about yeah. us, which, which is like we don't a really, challenge. Yeah, we don't really have a foothold in New York either of us in terms of exactly. like friendship groups or sort of family or anything like that. Right. Although I do have some family in like New Jersey, New York kind of area. Okay. Maybe it's them. Well, that's what it is. Then. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys. Um, all right. So number four was Illinois, which definitely was a riser. I think that was that was somewhere in the top ten, but I think it was lower to the bottom. Mm-hmm. So that shot up for us. I mean, Chicago. Yeah. A um, couple of big cities, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, really shot up. We're doing really well in Illinois this year. Yeah. I'm noticing a trend in, in sort of like, and it, you know, it makes me really happy, but um, more artistic cities and like, you know, places that are seen as like hubs of, of like theater and like hubs of right. art and things like that. So that makes me really, really happy that people like that are engaging with her. And you know, that's a painting with a broad brush, but I'm just, I'm just yeah. seeing a pattern. No, I mean... Yeah. Shout out to all our listeners in Illinois. Absolutely. Yeah. You're probably all uh, super refined and, you know, yeah. auteurs. And... <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> all our listeners are like that, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number three, we had Florida, which yeah. is interesting because I think that was our number one last year. It's dropped all wow. the way to number three. We're both from Florida. We're in Florida right now. We have tons of family around here and friends. Mm-hmm. And so for the longest time, that was our top state. But this year, it has fallen all the way to number three. Wow. And I can actually go ahead and reveal, uh, Oregon is not in the top five at all. Completely wow. fell out. Wow, that's wild. That's where I live currently. I have a lot of friends in Oregon. Yeah. Not even in the top five. Wow. That's pretty, pretty crazy. All right, so number two was Texas. Nice. There you go. Another yeah. big state. Yeah. Uh, you got Austin. You got mm-hmm. Dallas. You got Houston. You got a bunch of big cities. Uh, also, just tons of people. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to know that we're getting a foothold there and really, you know, people are, are downloading. Yeah. Like crazy. Very cool. Again, Austin, artistic city. Yeah, there so you go. There you go. There you go. But shout out to all the Texans who yeah, listen to us. Seriously, you guys you, are, you guys are the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh all right, and that leaves number one as California, which was definitely I think in the top three last year, but I don't it was not number one. I think that was Florida. So California has overtaken the top spot. Um obviously that's where all the movies are made, so mm-hmm. gotta be all the movie fans. Um and you also got San Francisco, you know, massive state, tons of population. So. LA. LA is Hell huge, yeah, you know I mean yeah. wild. I I mean again, artistic city, so I'm, yeah. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pretend that that's what it is. <laughs> people, people in that sort of uh, realm like to engage with it. But in general, like I, I thank you to everyone because clearly, if you listen to the show, you're a big fan of art in general and books and movies and all this kind of stuff that we do. And we really love to engage with people who are who are like minded. Absolutely. And once again, if you didn't hear your state, then you're just gonna have to download the episodes a little more frequently. Maybe <laughs> download them a second time. You know what I mean? We gotta go game the system, get into the top five next year. Yeah, it'll be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's starting to really feel competitive. Like I'm starting to get scared a little bit. Everybody's yeah. getting really serious about it. Tell a friend, you know, that's what you make sure they download it when they're in state, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So yeah, I thought that was fun. So we wanted to just touch on that again. But now we got to get into something less fun. We are going to go with our least favorite book of 2019. Oh, we should also mention, I don't know if we talked about this. We are not talking about like every book we read. We're not even talking about, we're definitely not talking about every book that came out because we're not reading all those. Mm -hmm. We're only talking about the ones we covered, which might have come out any year. Right. You know what I mean? It's literally just our project. So yeah, if you don't hear something that you were hoping to hear, like make sure that it's actually something we covered. (laughs) (laughs) So otherwise we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, you want to start? Go ahead and you start this time. Okay, I'll start this time. All right, so for least favorite book, um, this was hard. Mm -hmm. It was very hard. Once again, I came up with a runner-up and a top choice. My runner-up was Memento Mori uh, by Jonathan Nolan. 
um, yeah. who like you know he's awesome, mm-hmm. and you know obviously working on West Westworld. Um, but I think for me it was a pretty big step down from the movie, mm-hmm. which I love Memento the movie, and it wasn't bad. Once mm-hmm. again, like I don't think we read anything bad this year, right? Um, this is this is my hardest category to to pick. Yeah, it was solid. Um, it just I think it's part of it's just the difference, kind of mm-hmm. like what we've covered in the past with other with other projects, and um, yeah, that one. That's probably my runner-up. Actually, the, my runner-up was really hard to pick for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but my top choice was a little easier okay. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was Red Alert. Okay. Uh, so Red Alert was the basis for Dr. Strangelove, which is a movie by Stanley Kubrick that we covered this year that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, hilarious, awesome. And just by comparison, Red Alert, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was a thriller. It's dated. Um, I remember there was some problematic material in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's written in a pretty spare way, but like most thrillers. So, I mean, it was solid. Once again, not a bad book. Right. Um, it was a little reminiscent of like Nothing Lasts Forever mm-hmm. or jo- the original Jaws. Like some of these, some of these books we've covered that maybe don't quite hold up to their adaptations. And once again, that was the case here. Um, didn't really hold a candle to the film that was made from it. Um, which is a little controversial, you know, to, to say that about any book, I feel like. But we've found that every year. There's been a couple of these cases where the movie is just way better. Right. And I think this is one of them. So that was my least favorite book of 2019. Even as, as sad it is, as it is to talk about least favorites. Right. Um, I think it's fun to do it to do it each year. So how about you, man? I'm curious to see what you're going to pick for this. Uh not surprisingly, I also chose Red Alert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So all of the same reasons you just said, basically what I had written out as my kind of little synopsis here of, of why. It was just, um, it wasn't aggressively bad, but uh, it wasn't anything close to the film. Like how you're comparing the sort of vision that Kubrick has and the, I think he took it a step further. I think that he changed the material um, to make it even, if there was some satirical stuff in the book, which I think there was sort of like, Maybe some self-awareness in the book. I'm not 100% that I remember, but this this movie is very self-aware. No, I think it was very... Actually, very I think straight. the book was very straight, very okay. serious. Well, then that that would be my reason why. Because <laughs> for me, it's like the, the, the story that's being told here, the reason it's timeless, the reason it's a masterpiece, the reason it still holds up to today is because Kubrick had the foresight to know that like this is always going to be something that people will, be, will find engaging. This is always going to be something that people find important. And um, everybody needs a laugh and somebody who's as serious as Kubrick, as serious a filmmaker as Kubrick to make a film like this. um, That's just like bitingly. It's so funny in every way. And so and so like, you know, it's such a takedown of sort of the the military industrial system. Yeah. And like sort of like the what what is it? The, um, you know, whenever it's the war machine, the war machine. It's it's such a takedown of it. And I think it's always going to be relevant. And. Uh, the ending is haunting while also being funny and it's yeah. just it's a lot of uh it's a lot of great stuff there and obviously kubrick is is who he is because he can he can he's that kind of artist absolutely i love covering him and i we sh- should probably go ahead and say we're i think we're gonna try and cover another kubrick film next year yeah potentially 2001 space odyssey i would love to um, which i've never seen yeah so it's gonna be wild. I'm, ho- I'm hoping we get into that um because he's he's set like his movies have so much to get into yeah yeah i think he's got to be a staple going forward he's going to be someone we want to keep coming back to because it's just so rich so much to talk about yeah and uh, he does a lot of adaptations definitely i mean mostly mostly adaptations so uh, yeah. a lot of kubrick potentially on the horizon for sure all right man so that means we get to get into our favorite book but I think I'm going to have you lead off on this. Since I'm the book guy, you know what I mean? I got to give my yeah. favorite second. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm going to hear, I want to hear your favorite book. 
that we covered in 2019. So, uh, like I said before, this we, we covered so many great things, and, and this this was one of the harder ones for me. So, do you have a runner-up this time? I have a lot of runner-ups this time. A lot time. of runner-ups? Yeah. <laughs> okay. so, so, I have a runner-up. I have the my favorite and the runner-up, but then there's other ones that I have to mention because they're just like, they were just so much fun to cover. and So, so it was hard just because a lot of good stuff? Tons of good stuff, yeah. All right, so I'll start with um, my actual runner-up, and that was... Watchmen. We covered the graphic novel, the okay. comic, as as um, Alan Moore would want us to call it. Absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> he and Dave Gibbons crafted this like incredible Bible for comic book readers that that just stands today tall. And you know we got this show that came out recently, but but specifically the book. Uh, I had read it before. I think I read it before I was like fully comprehending everything that was subtly being laid there and rereading it. I talked about on a couple of episodes here is like reignited the, the comic book reader in me very recently since, since we were reading that, um, I've been reading tons of comics. The, um, up to that point, it had been like a year or so since I'd really picked up anything and, and dove into it with any sort of vigor mm-hmm. but this this after after watchman i'm just like right back in and it's it really is just like it stands head and shoulders almost above most other comics that i've ever read and yeah. there are com- some that come close obviously but but it's it's just it is the pinnacle i would say iconic iconic yeah yeah uh and then getting into my favorite book of the year do which, you want to mention any others that were right there or? yeah okay I'll, I'll do all my runner up first um i'm not for if you're a listener of the podcast and you follow the coverage of of any of our lord of the Rings stuff i i listed two towers mm-hmm. and my reasoning in my notes was for obvious reasons <laughs> so, yeah so i mean without without like having if i didn't mention that i think that i would be remiss yeah. um, inconsistent at yeah, least inconsistent. <laughs> so that's in there uh another one that i had a lot of fun with with the actual uh book the actual story was dr sleep this year yeah i thought that it was a lot of fun to to revisit stephen king's version of events and and of the shining and and i i I, my girlfriend and i read a lot of it together um or at least listened to it as an audiobook a lot together and it it just it was a fun project i really enjoyed like digging into it and it was nice and nice and long and and it was a lot of fun to get into that could have been honestly my pick for surprising the more i think about it because i didn't expect it to be very good yeah um not only is it one of the newest stephen king's books we've covered which i've heard a lot of people don't like his new stuff as much Mm -hmm. um it's also a sequel to the shining which like i was like i don't know how this is gonna go exactly but yeah i also ended up enjoying it so it was kind of surprising in that way um a lot of fun yeah especially the book yeah yeah definitely uh and then the other one that i just like i feel like i wouldn't be doing the podcast a service if i didn't say the short story story of your life yeah uh it was just like uh the the things that it brought up for us to talk about and Mm -hmm. the things that that like kind of rippled out like you talked about for the podcast um and you went and saw with with mark neiman ross went and saw a uh the reading with Ted the Chang. The reading with Ted Chang, yeah. which is like really cool that you were able to bring that perspective and just yeah. covering that in general. That short story was a lot of fun. And yeah, that guy's material. a legend already in, uh, yeah. in sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an incredible story. Yeah. All right, so you got a top pick though? Yes, my top pick of the year. It's just uh, spoke to my sensibilities in such a way and it kind of... Uh, it be, it just immediately was my favorite, and it and it no one nothing no other story beat it for the rest of the year. It was Good Omens by Neil Gaiman. Nice, yeah. It was just it, it the comedy in it, the sort of tone, the dry humor, but also it just everything in there, and then mixed with sort of the biblical research that went into it, and mm-hmm. and like we talked about in the episode, how it's uh, you know, these are stories that everyone's familiar with, whether you're religious or not, and and like kind of threading that and like the the 
the weight that that brings and and making it comedic and making it as much fun as it as he did and and a great story mm-hmm. uh i just found to be endlessly i i think about it all the time it was great and and the show was good yeah but the, i think it, the the book really really was was incredible that was the the thing to remember from that and by one. by the way it wasn't just neil gaiman i'm sorry that i didn't mention terry pratchett yeah absolutely has to be mentioned so good thing you did or we would have right yeah (laughs) been remiss for sure i'm glad i thought of that yeah yeah terry pratchett neil gaiman two powerhouse writers came together to create this uh, you know classic book and you know i'm glad you're shouting it out because that wasn't Mm -hmm. in my my top choices but um deserves to be yeah this was one of the hardest uh sections for me to pick we covered so many great books Mm. this year and uh you know sometimes it just comes down to like gut feeling when Mm -hmm. you're picking it you're like looking at them you're like how do i choose between these that's what i'm going here you know Yeah. yeah um so it's 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 you don't even have like a good reason like it's hard for me to describe why one got one out over another um but yeah so my runner up for my favorite book um, once again, it was just kind of a gut feeling thing. I had to go with it. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Nice. Um, and that's because for me personally, my mm-hmm. connection to it, mm-hmm. um, we talked about it in our episode, how it was so important for me growing up. It really was one of the things that made me fall in love with stories. Um, it was not a book that was read to me by my parents, um, or by my mother specifically, which a lot of early books were. This was something I read on my own and just kept coming back to, and I'm talking about the first three volumes and, um, I mean, I, I feel like it set me down a path for liking darker stories, liking horror in general. I probably wouldn't be as big of a horror fan if I hadn't found that early on. Um, it also helped me with storytelling because I was telling scary stories to my friends because it set up this really simple blueprint for like, here's a story, mm-hmm. you know, it has X, Y, and Z, and then that's a story. And, right. and it was very easy for me to, as a kid, look at and go, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just an important, you know, group of books for me. And so I, I feel like that had to be in the top, um, but it's not the top spot. Um, but I do want to shout out a couple other runner-ups. Uh, Watchmen was like right there mm-hmm. um, because I had never gotten to the comic before. And I'm actually not a big comic reader in general. And to start out with Watchmen is like one of the first comics I've ever read. It was pretty astounding because it really shows off like what the art form is capable of in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. I'm sure it's capable of more that other artists have shown off. But um, from everything we were reading and that you were told me and that Daryl Gregory told me, you know, it, this is like iconic for that reason is it's really demonstrating the powers of the form mm-hmm. and why comics are an important piece of media outside of books, outside of film. They're their own thing for a reason. And I feel like Watchmen is a really good um, example of that. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't read Watchmen, especially with the new HBO series that's out right now, which we did a bonus episode on talking about how much we love, definitely check out the comic because um and, you know for every reason i just said i think it's great i i agree yeah and you had you touched on a lot of other good ones so i'm not going to double down um i also want to give just a little minor shout out to prisoner of azkaban the book mm-hmm. um also could have been a surprising one for me because i'm i haven't ever read it as a you know harry potter novel um i'd only ever gotten through the first two and i was really surprised with how good it was um, mm-hmm. i think it was, it was definitely the best one we've read so far i think it's probably one of the best ones from what i've heard um, really enjoyed that book. The movie's also great. So a little shout out to that, but not on my, not my top choice. Well, my top I, choice. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. And I just wanted to say like that, that, uh, in terms of ones that almost made my list, like yeah. I almost put Prisoner of Azkaban on there and I was like, that's almost like, like I put, I put for obvious reasons for two towers, but like for Prisoner of Azkaban, I feel like the audience in general realizes that like James, this would have been on <laughs> James's list, but like seen it a million times, read it a million times. Yeah. Like. I'm, I love it, obviously, but I had to leave it off for the sake of right. uh, making an, an interesting list. Okay. 
And so my top one is one of those things where, like, it's not the coolest pick. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not going to win any points on the internet by mm-hmm. picking this. Um, but I've never been that way as a person. Like, right. I, you know, like, I love Metallica. Right. I recognize they have flaws. Mm-hmm. And, but they're also one of the biggest metal bands of all time. And it's not really that cool to like them anymore. Right. But I do. Right. And that's fine. You know what I mean? And that's how I feel about this book. Mm-hmm. And that's... A Game of Thrones by George R. R. Martin. <laughs> yeah. um, it is a super important book for me personally. Again, we talked about that um, in the past, and and it it is a big reason why I'm still writing. Um, it reignited my love for fantasy, and we this is the only time we're going to talk about it. Probably, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. But um, I think that first book is maybe not the best in the series, but possibly the second best. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a series I adore. And I'm also, like, I want to give it its credit because we also got season eight of the, mm-hmm. of the TV series this year, which really left everyone with a sour taste in their mouths. And I think souring on the whole, on everything, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate because I, I think this is an iconic, you know, fantasy series. It, it speaks to my sensibilities. Um, it showed me a side of fantasy that I didn't know was possible. And for all those reasons, that was my top choice. I really enjoyed talking about it. It was definitely blended with this. We, we kind of blended the two together in our coverage. But that very first episode we did where we just got to focus on George R. R. Martin as a writer and like the start of the book. Um, really, really fun episode. And yeah, that's that's my top book choice for the year. Yeah. I mean, talking about the story, like speaking of a story that's kind of like just carry on for generations, right? Like yeah. this, this is a fantasy novel that like people will try to emulate forever, but it's like it, it'll stand tall alongside i think tolkien and and like Absolutely. it will be like for generations and 100 years from now people will talk about game of thrones the same way we do today so it is it's legendary and like yeah. the fact that i overlooked it because of season <laughs> eight is kind of a travesty well but, it goes, i mean that's how yeah. a lot of people are doing that right now right? you know you're like oh game of thrones nah not that yeah. well and like yeah. obviously i love it and i love the first season i love most of like i love through season four i would say yeah of the show mostly it's three but into four yeah um and you know, with all that being said, like, I mean, give me Winds of Winter because, like, I'll fucking, I'm going to devour yeah. it, you know? Like, yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Knock it's just, on wood, uh, man. I really hope we're getting it this year. Yeah. It's just that, like, coming year. currently, with the oversaturation that happened with it for such a long time and everything, I think once we let it rest for a little while yeah. and, and Winds of Winter eventually comes out, um, it's going to be the biggest thing in the world again. Yeah. I thought of one other that I have to shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Pet Cemetery by yeah. Stephen King because... As I mentioned in the episode, that is like an important book for me. Um, all Stephen King really is. Um, with you know, my mother, it was like her favorite, uh, her favorite author. Mm-hmm. And so, anytime we can go back and read classic Stephen King, you know, I feel connected to her in a, in a cool way. You know, she's passed on now, so it was a really, I think, important personal project for me. Which I guess is the way I went on a lot of these favorites. But yeah. you know, that's that's what happens when you're just picking favorites. Not necessarily what we think is the best, because that's a different question. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we think is like if you were to objectively rank them? What is the like? That's way harder. Right. We're not doing that. We're just talking about personal favorites. Right. So you're gonna get some bias in there, but but that's where I went. Yeah. All right, so I think before we get into our movie picks, we're going to talk about the top countries outside of the U.S. we were downloaded in, because mm-hmm. U.S. was number one. Um, that's our that's our home base, so that's where we get our most downloads. Um, I think this also had a few change-ups from last year, okay. which is cool. Cool. Our number five pick, uh, for pick, our number five most downloaded country was Mexico, which nice. I think shot up a little bit. I think it was in the top ten, but it was not number five. Cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's cool that we're, we're getting a little more traction down there. That's awesome. That's really cool. Love it. 
Uh, number four was Germany, which I think jumped up from like number six or seven. Mm-hmm. So we, we're doing even better in Germany now, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, you know, it, it's it's so still trippy to think about. Yeah. You know that we're getting listened to in other countries. Yeah. Um, well, I know for a fact we have a couple patrons and stuff in some countries that aren't even on this list. Right. Which means like even though we got people who are passionate about the podcast there, it's still not high in numbers as some of the other ones. Right. Which so is pretty like, wild. Which is just to think like you know the entire groups of people are responding to it without necessarily you know <clears throat> financially supporting but yeah i mean how amazing is that that like all these places are are engaging with our material and it's interesting yeah. because it's like it doesn't seem that li- like like there's any sort of language barrier i'm sure there is in some capacity yeah but but just overall i guess it's it's accessible enough to yeah. uh well and just a lot of people speak english all over the world man yeah, i definitely. think that's what it is you know yeah. probably a lot of germans can also speak english yeah and so. mexicans as, yeah, yeah absolutely uh and speaking of i think i remember as soon as we started talking about countries i think last year i talked about how every single place that listens to us outside of the u.s is like somewhere i would love to visit <laughs> and like this is already carrying forward. <laughs> so like mexico germany like i want to go to both of those places so let's see let's hear the rest and see okay. if i want to go to all of them all right and then um our third most downloaded country was Australia, mm-hmm. um, which I think was in our top five, but not number three. So that's actually, I think it climbed a couple ranks. Awesome. Um, awesome. That's so far, so yeah. far away, man. Could, can, you can't get much further. You know? Yeah, you really can't. You can't get much further. Yeah. And to have, to have like our third most from any country outside the U S like that's significant. Yeah. So that's awesome. Shout out to our Australian listeners. Yeah. How, how wild is that? To think yeah. About? Good eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to cut that <laughs> no we gotta leave that <laughs> yeah um all right and then our number two and our number one i believe are the same so i'm gonna go ahead and give them together and that is canada at okay. number two mm-hmm. which is the same as last year and then number one the uk mm-hmm. um i do think the uk built on its lead significantly wow um uk is solidly number number one outside the u.s now um which is really cool to know that we're, we're getting all those downloads over there you know, shout out to, to all of them. And that that's, you know, no language barrier problem there. Obviously, Australia as well. So mm-hmm. I think that helps probably. Yeah. And Canada. Same. Yeah, I mean, exactly. there are some French speakers in Canada, but. Yeah, but English, I think, is the primary, I believe. I think. I'm speaking out of turn. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe that's primary for, for Canada. So, yeah, shout out to all our listeners and all the other countries around the world. Yeah. And it's 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 an honor that people listen to us all over the world. It's absolutely. really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um. And again, I, I think uh, my statement holds true. I want to go to all of those places. So thank yep. you guys for uh, supporting us. Absolutely. All right, man. So I think it's time to move into our movie picks. And I'll launch off since uh, that's that's only fair. Yes. I, and I'll let you go second on, on the film since you're you're our film expert. Let's go. Um, what did your dad call it? You said he said he said I'm the wordsmith and you're the movie smith or something like that. <laughs> was that what it was? I don't remember, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So least favorite movie of the year. Let me look. Okay, so I have a runner up and I have a top choice. Uh, I'll lead off with my runner up. This is very difficult to choose. We didn't cover a bad movie this year. Mm-hmm. We definitely covered a few that were mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um. We already talked about one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few like that. But ultimately, that's not even my pick. That's mm-hmm. not even in my top two. So my number two is actually co- probably the most controversial. Okay. I'm excited. I, I think. Um, and it's because Tim Curry's a legend. Mm-hmm. And I will give it to you that Pennywise in the original It miniseries is iconic. Mm-hmm. But basically everything else about that mm-hmm. miniseries was pretty bad. Right. Um, I thought it was really cheesy. I thought it didn't hold up very well. I think a lot of the acting was not very good. Right. 
Um, and it was long, mm-hmm. so it was kind of a slog. Right. Um, so for me, the runner-up was the It miniseries, the original, which we covered right before we saw Chapter 2. Um, and yeah, I mean, I know that's going to be controversial, because I know people love it, because they mm-hmm. grew up with it. But um, I don't know, it, it's hard, because even if you, if you grew up loving it, and then you come back and watch it as an adult, you're probably going to have all that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But it's hard like to really really think about like watching it for the first time and not having any nostalgia for it and just like purely judging it on its merits and I just don't think it really holds up. So, yeah, that was my runner up. Um hopefully that doesn't bum people out too much cuz I know there's a lot of fans out there and we love it as a project and like right. I think we were higher on chapter 2 than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um I wouldn't say it was like the best movie or anything that came out this year by any stretch, but I thought it was solid. Right. Uh we enjoyed it. Um for our coverage we talk about that at length in our episode on it um and we love the book that was our first project we both you know obviously it's very important for the podcast at this point so if you like it you know we have a lot of material for you that is, is us enjoying it but yeah that mini series not so much although you were more of a defender of it i think in the episode especially yeah. the tim curry stuff so um i, I felt like we did it we did it it's due i'm not saying it's bad yeah. It just was, yeah, it's just not quite there. For I me. mean, I can understand why you'd pick it, obviously, because you have yeah. to look at all the movies that we covered this year, and, yeah. and it, you know, in terms of acting, and in terms yeah. of maybe, like, story structure, the ending, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, yeah, it's a little all over the place. Now, my top choice, I, I might have a little recency bias, but I went with The Grinch, which we just covered. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's a, I think it's kind of a bad movie, yeah. um, but... It doesn't mean it's not enjoyable. Right. And I guess that was where I came down. Like, yeah. I enjoyed watching it. Right. Um, but I do think it's bad. <laughs> right. No, I enjoy it because it's bad. Yeah. It, yeah. It, so it, it, it's one of those that crosses that line to being, like, so over the top and ridiculous that it's enjoyable. Um, so I'll grant you that. Mm-hmm. But when it came down to pick, like, what was my least favorite movie? Right. It was that. I loved um, it. I loved in the coverage that you mentioned it was like a fever dream because I'd never thought yeah. of it in that, through that lens before. It totally is a fever dream. Totally it's is. so and good. Yeah, it's, it was hard for me to choose this one, like I said, but uh, that's where I ultimately landed. We had a lot of fun covering that for our Christmas episode. Um, it was a pretty wild, pretty wild movie to talk about. Yeah. Um, so definitely check that out if you missed it. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, but as far as movie goes, if I had to rank it, it's at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I totally get that. All right. How about you? Least favorite movie? Least favorite movie. I don't have a runner up because for me it was pretty clear. Okay. Um, and it was one that you talked about already. It was Pet uh, Cemetery. Okay, but yeah. that wasn't one of my choices, so... No, 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 it, you talked about it as your most surprising because right. it wasn't as good as you would have but liked. But this was by far the worst for you. It was my least favorite, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it, it had to do with some of the things that you mentioned, sort of the, the uh, expectations coming in. And it was more expectations from the novel than it was expectations from, from the audience's initial reactions. Right. Because I've kind of learned to temper expectations based on what people say. Uh uh, it just for me this this was just like it didn't really capture at all what i think stephen king went out with like sought with the story i think he was trying to say um certain things and they changed it in weird ways for the sake of changing it i think right uh it just ultimately didn't really it, i think they took a king story that has a lot of uh a lot of things that people would go on to try to emulate a lot of things that became iconic and they turned it into kind of just a run-of-the-mill horror film uh average thing that you've seen before mm-hmm. uh and so for that reason i just think I, with the list of things that we covered this year I, I feel like that was my least favorite okay no i mean i feel you they definitely changed some stuff yeah um there's you know a major change which i guess is kind of a spoiler to talk about yeah um, well it's not even inherently changes that i didn't like it was the it was it was the the reason to change it you know right. what i mean it's like if, you, if there's not a motivation to change it then yeah. and you're just doing it for pure yeah like 
surprising reasons. Yeah. Um, some, I guess some of the time that can work, but this, this just didn't for me. Well, and the main sort of um, entity mm-hmm. that is in the book, the Wendigo, um, the way he described it in the book was so cool. Mm-hmm. And like this otherworldly moment when they're in the actual pet cemetery and, you know, the, I remember the uh, the fog lamp eyes and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. It was, it was almost Lovecraftian. It was mm-hmm. it was so huge. And and I think so much of that was lost in the movie mm-hmm. that it was that was a disappointing moment for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's outside of the big change that everyone knows about. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know people liked it, though. Yeah. So that's the interesting thing. And I'll grant you that. I don't think it was terrible. Right. It just was very it was aggressively OK. Yeah, well, I would <laughs> say it was a aggr- Yeah, I wouldn't say aggressively bad, but I would say bad personally. OK, yeah, fair enough. But. Again, teach their own. You know, yeah. like you said, there there are definitely some people who liked it. Yeah, underutilized John Lithgow, which oh, is yeah. itself kind of a sin. That's yeah, exactly. you got him in there, and you're gonna you do him like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right. So let's move on to more positive grounds. We're gonna talk about favorite movie of the year. This is exciting. Um, well, I'm gonna let you go second again, so you can yeah. you can weigh in last. Um, so favorite movie. Okay, I had two choice two two tops for this. They were very very close. And I almost flipped a coin to determine who was number one and who was number two. But I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I made myself choose. Uh, so my runner-up was Arrival, okay. um, which spectacular movie. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies, which should show, tell you about the next one. Um, so, so good. Got into that determinism talk. Um, Denis Villeneuve, who we adore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's such a vision right now. He's such a he's such an important voice, I think, in movies at the moment i just love everything he does and man is this a good one you know amy adams who is just a spectacular um and this and then uh, sharp objects we covered and then i you know every time i see her in something i'm just like i'm i'm way more attentive now to how good she is oh yeah and this is this is a perfect i don't know it's just such a great movie such a great soundtrack Mm -hmm. um there's just so much about it to love um you know we had mark on to talk about it so it was a really fun episode it's been one we've been eyeing since the beginning, right? And it was cool that we actually got to it this year. Um, so yeah, that was my runner-up. But I made myself choose, and I picked *Children of Men* mm-hmm. as my favorite movie of the year. Uh, part of that was because I really liked that movie, but this watching it with the coverage we did, reading the book, um, and then get, really getting into everything behind it, it just it just elevated itself to me to being one of my favorite movies ever, right? And it's it's right there. It and Arrival are so close. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they might both be my top five. Like they're so high up on my favorite movies list now. So this was a great year for movies for as far as like things we covered. And Children of Men. I mean, what can you say about that movie? Like just everything they that went into it, the vision. Um, you know, Alfonso Cuarón, which we had also covered with Prisoner of Azkaban. But to see this and just like a masterwork that this guy was able to do and everything that went into the making of the movie that we talked about, um, I don't know, just just such a great project. And I loved covering it this year. I loved talking about it and I loved watching it. And if you haven't seen it again since it came out originally or if you missed it at all, highly recommend checking it out. Very, very good film. Yeah. Yeah. we have some some similarities in our list. Okay. Well, it's going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have similar tastes in some ways, yeah, so it's yeah. not too surprising. So uh, I, I had a couple this time that that were runner-ups, but I'll give you my my true runner-up, Okay. and then we'll go to the other ones that were very close. Okay. So my true runner-up this year was Dr. Strangelove. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I can so, see it. And so it, for the reasons that I talked about uh, with Red Alert, kind of it not holding up to what Kubrick created, 
Um, I would point back to that moment. It's just, it's a, he was ahead of his time. He made a film that was, you know, I don't think it was very successful on initial release. I think it was, uh, I think that there was a lot to unpack there. I think he was doing it at a time when people weren't wanting to look that critically at something like this. And uh, the filmmaking techniques that are employed, the 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 yeah. imitation that happens constantly now, it's just it's it's one of the most iconic movies of all time, and it's incredibly funny. It's it's yeah, one of the funniest is, movies dude. ever created. It was there. It was one of my one of when I was narrowing it down. I got like five. It was yeah. in that like five that I was trying to pick between. It's very very good. It's so so good. Um, and then to talk about my other runner ups, I had Arrival. All of the same reasons. Yeah. Um, I mean, Denis Villeneuve, he can't, he can do no wrong. He, at this point, something that I was thinking about was he was walking the line of Ted Chang and his story. So Mm -hmm. he was, he was, you know, he had to do right by Ted Chang. And I think we talked about in the episode, there was a sort of like, um, the writer of the screenplay had a certain amount of interaction with Ted Chang and like ran it by him and that kind of thing. And for Denis Villeneuve to get his hands on it and, and just run with it and and add things and change things and yet still be very true to the spirit of the story uh absolutely incredible movie and and such a high level of difficulty in terms of filmmaking that that just like the attention to detail is unbelievable and i think you're talking about how like that story we read it like it's not like oh yeah i know how i'm gonna adapt this right like you really like how do you make a movie out of this like it's that's a tall order right and the fact that he was able to do that like level of difficulty right through the roof and not to mention everyone responded to it it's not one of these movies where it's like oh critics understand it and like they love it it. (laughs) broadly appealing in a a very interesting way because it's not an easy movie to like kind of click into and and connect with uh another one that i had was two towers um for obvious reasons Uh, for obvious reasons yeah Yeah, yeah, uh peter jackson i mean those three films are some of the most important movies that i've ever seen in my life um to cover it on the podcast was a lot of fun getting to dig into it even deeper than maybe ever before and and just um you know every time i see it there's something new every time i listen to the commentaries every time i do all these things there's just so much to it and and like the fact that those three movies exist is is it has to be it's a one of the most incredible movie miracles of all time yeah amazing film i i agree but you know it's not it's no fellowship so yeah i mean you're not <laughs> for wrong. me personally yeah so, no you're not wrong so yeah it was not in my top but uh i'm curious to know what you what actually got your top spot number one was children of men okay <laughs> <laughs> with the podcast can continue <laughs> yeah. number one is children of men uh yeah. they're they don't make movies like this right like they, there's like there's like a handful of them in ever that have ever existed yeah. so absolutely uh you're talking about like a story that's that's universally accessible you know what i mean anyone can click into it anyone can understand what's going on here anyone can have empathy for these people um it feels timeless because there's yeah. sort of this biblical story going on oh it's so and, important too right like yeah it's it's just everything about it is incredible and that's just talking about the 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 story itself that he crafted from the from the uh, story uh from the original material and then moving into the details that he added and the way the filmmaking techniques and the, the we've talked i mean we've talked ad nauseum about how unbelievably incredible this movie is and and there's videos on videos on videos analyzing it and the filmmaking techniques and the one that happens during the war sequence at the end just several oneers in that yeah. are oh, yeah. iconic yeah. yeah it's just like it's one of the best movies ever made so it's my favorite of the year awesome dude we agree on that one yeah all right yeah that was fun now i want to share our top 10 most downloaded episodes of the year and i think this is cool because it show it kind of gives you a little guide, like if you want to go back and catch things that you might have missed that were very popular, 
Um, maybe like, oh, maybe I should check that one out. I think it's fun for that reason. We also changed the scope a little bit this year. Last year, I think we kind of talked about like of all of our episode, what was downloaded the most. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, we're only focusing on stuff that came out in 2019. Yep. So nothing that came out in 2018 is eligible for this list. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to go in reverse order. I'll move through them fairly quickly, especially the, the bottom, the, the you know, 10 through 6. So number 10, we had Pet Cemetery Book 1 episode, um, which was a very important episode for me. I think that's when I got to talk about the, stuff, the connection to my mother and all of that. Really cool. Stephen King is always popular for us. Um, so, yeah, Pet Cemetery Book 1. That's awesome. I mean, uh, King, you know, he's in this... Kingessence, <laughs> yeah, Kinesence. Yeah, there you go. He's <laughs> in uh, the Stephen King Renaissance is happening currently, and and like has been for years now. Yeah. Uh, I think people are really ready to engage with this kind of material, and the fact that you were able to connect with it so personally, I think it definitely was one of our best episodes this year. And I'm glad that people listeners tuned in mm-hmm. for it. And this is one that's going to kind of uh, tip our hand for some of the stuff to come. Uh, our number nine most downloaded episode in 2019 was Good Omens Book Two. Uh, episode so as we wrapped up our coverage of the book um it you know super fun you talked about it book of the year mm-hmm. um so uh, you know excellent excellent book and we had a lot of fun talking about it and it seems like people really enjoyed it because they the, you know that was downloaded ninth most of the year sweet i'm, I'm happy with that that's really cool yeah but because that book is uh, i hope that people we did it did it justice because i hope so it's, too it's really uh it's a really important movie or book to me at this point yeah all right, our number eight was the Two Towers film, which was a very fun episode. Get right. into all that, all the background that goes into that. Such an interesting project. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, people really connected with that episode as our eighth most downloaded of the year. And not surprising, Tolkien. You know, like yeah. I think people looking for fantasy are always going to look in and check out things on, on Tolkien. So Absolutely. Yeah. All right, number seven was our Children of Men film episode. So it was our top movie of the year, but our seventh most downloaded episode of the year. Yeah. Um, but it's good that, that means people are down, people downloaded it and, and did listen to it. Uh, but yeah, let's get those numbers up a little more because that movie deserves it. Um, oh, definitely. Fantastic. I mean, 40-something episodes come out this year, endlessly, yeah. endlessly analyzed. 49, yeah. Endlessly analyzed subject matter, um, you know, maybe not, maybe not, a household name to every single person yeah but uh maybe that's part of the reason is that it just doesn't have the sort of like oh children of men clicking on it well kind of but i mean like, like let's not undersell it it's our seventh most downloaded episode of the year it did no, well i mean it's my favorite <laughs> film of the year so like i i, I it did really well i yeah. just am not, i'm not surprised I mean, it, that it's not number one yeah what i mean that's why uh, yeah yeah i think you i think you're right uh all right number six uh a game of thrones the book uh episode was our number six the most downloaded of the year just topping out children of men yeah, and I mean, uh, you can tell by any uh, any website during the time that season eight was coming out that people were wanting to devour Game of Thrones material. So, yeah, people were clicking. Yeah, I'm glad that, that 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 we had the chance to do that because I think that that was definitely, I mean, important for you, important for me as well, maybe yeah. you more so, but yeah. I, I really, really engaged with that book and love all those books. Uh, so I'm glad that we got to, we got to cover it in some way. Yeah, and as we move into our top five, just another reminder that this um, is going to be skewed a little bit because... Like I said, anything that just we just released has had less time to accrue those downloads. Right. Um, so if you hear if you're like really hoping you know the expanse is going to be in there or something, it's not um, because it's too it's too recent. It just hasn't had as much time to to, to pile up the downloads. Yeah. Um, so next up, we got our number five was our first Good Omens book episode. So uh, fifth most downloaded episode of the year. Um, Neil Gaiman is always popular. Add in Terry Pratchett, and then there you go. We're at we're at number five. Yeah, match made in heaven. Yeah. Eh, and hell. <laughs> and hell. Or on Earth. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, Xerophil, Crowley, mm-hmm. such classic characters. We had a lot of fun with that. With that great project. opening, great opening too. Oh yeah, yeah. I would so say good. honestly, if we're being honest, is that's my favorite book of the year. But yeah. first half probably better than the second half. Okay, um, fair but, enough. But not to say the second half is bad. Not bad. First half incredible. Like uh, just great opening for a story. So much potential. Yeah, loved it. Excellent. All right, number four, we had our Two Towers book one episode um, is our number four most downloaded, and that just shows the power of Tolkien, man. Yeah, to- I mean, not surprised. Yeah. But I'm glad that people are people are downloading it because it's, it's important to both of us. Love the movies, love the books. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, that was, uh, I mean, I'm excited because we're going to be getting into, which I'm a preview of our next section, but we're oh. hopefully going to be getting into Return of the King next year and uh, capping off our Lord of the Rings coverage and... And this was our middle middle section here, and and you know it's still that popular, yeah. so it's doing well. Yeah. And if that makes you sad that you think that that's the end of our Lord of the Rings coverage, I'm sure at some point we'll cover the Hobbit. Yeah, I think so. But well, and, and the book, the Hobbit book, is super important for me. Yeah, absolutely, so I absolutely. Will yeah, and there's the Amazon show, so who really knows what's going to go on? Yeah. All right, so our number three most downloaded episode, a third place, was Good Omens episode one through three of the show. Um, I mean, I think we just struck why the iron was hot with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were excited to talk about the show, to hear us talk about the show. And that was our third most downloaded episode of the year. That's actually, that's really cool. And I do remember when, when, when that came out on Amazon, everyone was talking about it. Absolutely. And I was so happy that we were covering it in the midst of it coming out and everything. It was so cool. Absolutely. And, you know, great performances, mm-hmm. uh, which we didn't even talk David about. David Tennant. Yeah. yeah. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Uh, so, so good. It was such a well-made show. Neil Gaiman, showrunner. And he's doing it for his friend who's no longer there and Terry mm-hmm. Pratchett. It was kind of this like tribute yeah. um, show. There's just so much that went on with that. It was very, very cool to talk about. Yeah. All right. Our number two, I think this is surprising to me. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark um, was our second most downloaded episode. Shocking. Honestly. Yeah. Completely it, shocking. Yeah. It blew me away. I think partly because the uh, the movie was just kind of okay. Yeah, um, it was. People weren't talking about it all that much. It was. It bar- It almost made my least favorite. Like it was. It was there. I yeah. didn't hate it though. I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was things to like. A lot of people did not like that. Movie. A lot of people really didn't like yeah. it. I think part of like what made me like it more was reading all the stories, right up to the point of watching the movie. I think right. that helped. Yeah, and we also talk about the books in that episode, not just the movie. Right. And I love talking about those books. You know, right. obviously they're very important to me, and so I'm really happy to see that that episode did as well as it did. Yeah, that's awesome. And then our number one was our episode we did about the greatest adaptation of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was our most downloaded episode of the year. It was our episode 100, which we had a bunch of um, listeners and former guests send us audio clips that we played and we reacted to, um, talking about the best adaptations, favorite adaptations. We also touched on um, like what people were looking forward to um, coming up, adaptations that were in the process of being made. And they got to voice their opinions about like, What's a book they really, really love that should be adapted? Right. Um, so I think it was just like the interaction, the, the the 100th episode celebration was really fun in and of itself. It's mm-hmm. a very easy episode to listen to. If for whatever reason you missed it, definitely check it out. It was our top downloaded episode of the year um, and it marked an important moment for the podcast, I think. Yeah. I mean, that makes me really happy. The, just the engagement and sort of having past guests on uh, yeah. s- saying some stuff on there. Yeah. Um, it was so much fun. Listeners sent in, sent in audio. We had them on the podcast. 
uh, that was so much fun, and and I'm glad that it got the engagement that it did because that is, like you said, that's an important moment for the yeah. podcast. Uh, another interesting thing is I wonder how much the title had to do with the yeah, uh, number maybe, of downloads. Maybe a little bit of clickbait there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got it's, it's it's tough out there on the internet. You yeah. gotta you gotta do what you can. Yeah, and uh, at the end of the day, it worked. So yeah, there you, go. <laughs> there you go. Um, also, that marked a turning point for us because we changed the way that we title our episodes. Yeah. Everything after that. Now, you've probably seen in the in your feeds, we now say ITF read, ITF watch. Um, we thought that would be a good shorthand of like, this is a read episode, this is a watch episode. Shorthand for like what we're talking about. We're talking about the movie, we're talking about the book. Right. Um, we dropped the episode numbers from the top. Um, we're still keeping track of them. But it was, They're in the show notes if you're, yeah. if you're ever curious. You yeah. can look in there and check them out. Yeah, I, I include them in the show notes. Yeah, it's really just um, we, di- we didn't want it to seem off-putting to people. Like, oh, this is episode 150. Like, I got to go listen to a, what other ones do I need to listen to to be able to follow this. Right. No, no, no. We always feel like you can drop in wherever you want, whatever project you think is interesting to you. And we think this way of titling um is you know it leads to that a little more easily so we, we made that switch um and i think we're going to keep up with it because i think it's it's the way we're going to go going forward yeah all right man all that's left to do is to look forward to 2020 um which seems like a sci-fi year seems like yeah. um we're all going to be living in well, a cyberpunk world <laughs> we're already past blade runner at this point yeah we're past uh back to the future i think oh, yeah, now I we're think past so. like we're past all of the things yeah we are living in the future we're in the future especially next year 2020 it's just got such a nice ring to it yeah um let's hope it's a good year and not a fucking awful one yeah it could be a dystopian nightmare yeah um, I think this especially is, a, this in is our the country. revolution. This is the revolution. Could be the revolution. I don't know, man. I gotta stay optimistic. Um, I am. I am both optimistic and terrified of what this year might bring. Yep. Um, but I'm gonna choose to be optimistic today, and let's look forward to this. Think about some of the things we know we're gonna cover in the coming year, which is kind of tough because you know sometimes there's release dates that move around. Maybe we'll say something that ends up getting delayed, and then it won't even come out. Um, but yeah, maybe hit me, hit me with like one thing, you know, you're looking forward to in 2020 and we'll bounce back and forth a little. I mean, I think it's the thing, but maybe we should talk about it last. No, go for it. Okay. I think it's the thing. Dune. Dune. Yeah. (laughs) I was like the thing we already covered. (laughs) The thing. Yeah. So Dune, like, uh, as soon as it was announced, we were excited about it. Danny Villeneuve was announced. Mm -hmm. It became the most interesting. Every actor in Hollywood is in it. It feels like it's going to be monumental. I don't think there's any way he doesn't pull it off. I have complete faith in him. It's going to yeah. be two movies, I think. Really? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, I believe so. Yeah. No, I th- now that you say that, actually, I think I did hear that, but I feel like it hasn't been talked about much. I don't know if it's going to be a situation where it's like, this isn't entirely one of the books and there's another book or something like that or what it's going to end up being. But I know that there's supposed yeah. to be two two story, two book, two films coming out. Probably for the one books. I think it's a pretty massive novel, yeah. which we're also going to be covering. Frank Herbert, you know, um, yeah. one of the most iconic space operas ever made. Yep. And I've never read it. You, I don't think I've ever read it, right? No, I haven't. So we're both going to be getting yeah. into it for the first time. I think it's going to be a big project for us, and yeah. hopefully, you know, everybody checks it out because I'm definitely very excited about that one. Definitely. Uh, I already touched on one of the ones earlier, but I'm gonna mention it again. Return of the King, man. Mm-hmm. We're gonna cap off our Lord of the Rings coverage this year. Mm-hmm. We're, I don't know when it's coming, but we're gonna find a spot. We're gonna put it in, mm-hmm. and I am really excited to read that novel because I've never read it. Really? Um, yeah, I, I never got past Two Towers. Um, not because it was bad or anything, just because you know I'd find something else to read or what right. have you. You know, whatever reason. But I'm really excited to get into it this time, read Return of the King, compare it to the movie. Um, you know, it's just going to be really fun. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Can't wait. I mean, it's I, for obvious reasons. Yeah, <laughs> for obvious reasons. You got any others? Um, 
there's a couple things that like I, I really would like to get to. There, there are things that are popular right now. Um, His Dark Materials is one that I think um, a lot of people are talking about. I think it was kind of overshadowed by how, how successful and popular Watchmen became the series on HBO. Right. But I've heard great things. I've seen a couple episodes. Um, I think that that would be a huge one for us to cover. Another one that I want to, that I definitely want to find a way to cover, whether we do it when it first comes out or not, is Little Women, uh, directed by Greta Gerwig. Because okay, we talked about how we talked about on on our bonus episodes where we talked about like upcoming adaptations and things like that. Um, mentioned how Little Women has been adapted so many times. I mm-hmm. think it's had, I think I want to say it's like this is like the third or fourth adaptation of yeah. the story. That would be an unusual kind of project for us too. Yeah. And and Greta Gerwig is is Lady Bird was one of my favorite movies of that year. So mm-hmm. I, I just have I have a lot of faith in her and I think she has a great voice and vision and a lot of the people involved, a lot of the actors in that film, I'm excited about. I want to say Meryl Streep and Saoirse Ronan, uh just I think Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. tons of people. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I know very little about it um, other than obviously classic novel. Um, I haven't read, but you know, I'd be excited to cover that. Um, I know we have a couple things coming up at the start of the year that we need to get to, so it's going to be pushed. Um, but if that's something that you definitely want to hear us talk about, um, let us know. Um, that way we you know, hold us to it and keep r- reminding us that you want to hear it, um, that we can make sure we're going to get to it. Um, I'm just going to touch on another one that I know we're going to cover because of the history of the podcast. I think we're going to get into the Goblet of Fire this year, right? I, uh, I don't see why not. I yeah. feel like every year we've done some Harry Potter. We've done right? Harry Potter. I yeah. think we keep up, we keep at it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that it's going to be Prisoner Azkaban level, but I also know that I think it's a lot of people's favorite movie, a lot of people's favorite book. You know, like a lot of people really like Goblet of Fire, it seems like. Um, I've never read it. I, I feel like I barely remember the movie. I think I've mm. only seen it once when it came out, and I'm excited to revisit it. Um, you know, J.K. Rowling's been in the headlines for bad reasons of late, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, you know, just check Twitter if you want to find out why. But I mean, these these novels are very important to people. You know what I mean? And uh, I just feel like it's it's a fun thing to talk about. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. Uh, Goblet of Fire was one was uh, for. I mean, I I read the books endlessly. That I would mm-hmm. read read through the ones that were out and just continue over and over and over. And uh, Goblet of Fire was definitely one of my favorites to read. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'd be, uh, at least as a kid, I, I haven't read it in a, in a few years now. Mm-hmm. So I would love to jump back into it. And speaking of fantasy, there's a couple of massive fantasy projects coming up. They don't have release dates yet. So I don't know for sure they're coming out this coming year. Right. But, you know, Wheel of Time is in production at Amazon. Um, it's either going to come out later this year or maybe 2021, I've been mm-hmm. hearing. So can't really say for sure, but I would love to cover it when it does come out. And then another one is King Killer Chronicles, you know, yeah. Name of the Wind being adapted. I'm, I don't think it has any dates yet, so we can't say for sure. But, you know, when that drops, we want to find a way to cover it. Yeah, I read half that book and stopped for the sake of the podcast. And there hasn't been a book I've wanted to read more <laughs> because I've just been dying to finish it. I know some of it. Yeah. Don't know the rest of it. Everyone's constantly telling me how good it is. Uh, I would love to get the chance to read the rest of that. Absolutely. One I do know that is actually coming out in February 2020, Alter Carbon Season 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I really enjoyed our Alter Carbon coverage, and I'm, I'd be I'd be excited to revisit that world in a new sleeve. And, mm-hmm. and Anthony Mackie. Anthony yeah. Mackie. So, like, yeah. the guy's a legend right now. Very cool. Falcon. Yeah. So, I mean, and then other than that, like, there's a lot of um, kind of spaces where we don't know what's going to fill them. You know, it's going to have to see what, what's coming out, what kind of back catalog stuff we want to get into. We do know, however, that we are going to be covering a couple of patron commissioned 
projects to start the year off, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're excited about that because we've got we've got some jukebox heroes on there, mm-hmm. get, you know, commission and stuff. Yeah. And it's very cool. They're at the top of the queue right now. We're going to be hitting you off. Actually, this is going to be the first project of the new year. So if you want to start reading now, you can. We're going to take a couple weeks off, I think. Maybe one or two. I'm not sure. And then we'll drop our first episode of 2020. And that's going to be um, Princess of Mars, I believe is the name of the book. Uh, more commonly, you might know the adaptation, John Carter of Mars. Um, we're going to be covering both of those, book and film. I think one for each, I, I believe. And, I mean, this is a classic of sci-fi. Once again, going way back. Um, I think Edgar Rice Burroughs is the author. And, you know, I'm excited to get into it. And I think it's going to be really fun. Commissioned episode from our patrons this is something they want to hear yeah i mean uh i've heard that that you can see influences for star wars in this in this story in the novel yeah um i uh, i know for a fact that the adaptation was one that was very controversial there's a lot uh, honestly this is one that people have been telling us me specifically have been saying like when are you going to cover john carter because i think there's a there's a group of people who who stand by the fact that it was better than than reviewed and better than people think it was yeah cult classic kind of movie yeah and it's really interesting because it was this like huge disney bomb and it didn't make all that much money but there's been like kind of these enough people that saying like i really wish there had been a sequel because there was a lot there Mm. yeah so we'll be getting into that early 2020 look forward to that and then another project that i know is coming up is water for elephants Keep that going to be on the horizon. Maybe following right after John Carter. Not guaranteed. We might. It'll depend on if there's something else that we feel like we need to get to right at that moment. So we'll see. But keep an eye out. We'll be doing Water for Elephants. And honestly, this is a project I know next to nothing about. Um, one of our patrons has been going hard for this. Has been putting tokens towards it and has unlocked it now. Um, and you know, I'm excited to cover it. You know, for them. Yeah. I mean, I I think I know a little bit about it, but. I, you know, I'm not, I couldn't even tell you really what the whole plot is about, but okay. I think I caught part of the movie or okay, something. Okay, so I haven't seen the movie. I, I know nothing about it. I think it. I just saw it on HBO or something, okay. just like in passing. So I'll be interested to really like dig into it and see, you know, I love when somebody's like passionate enough about a project to be yeah. like, I need them to, to, to cover this so that they can experience it. And clearly this person probably enjoys it or, or maybe doesn't enjoy it and just wants to, <laughs> wants to see <laughs> our reaction talk to about it. I think yeah. they enjoy it. Though. I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did want to. I jumped back, uh, t- jumping back to Little Women. I did want to say that there is no, there's no Nicole Kidman, but this cast is insane. Okay. Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson, Florence Pugh. Have you seen? Um, have you seen Midsommar? No, I haven't. Main character from from uh, Midsommar. Wow. Laura Dern, Timothy Chalamet, Meryl Streep, Bob Odenkirk. I mean, it's just insane. Wow. Can you imagine? That's quite a cast. It's gonna be a great movie. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited about that. We gotta have to find somewhere to put that in there yeah because that sounds really cool uh but yeah i mean i think this is going to be the end of the episode i think it's going to be the end of 2019 man what a fun year it's been um got to cover a lot of great stuff um got to go through our 100th episode milestone um which you know 200 is not going to be coming this next year it's going to be at least two years away yeah hopefully we get there i mean i i'm still loving the podcast loving uh you know the growth we've seen and uh you know it's just been great and thank you to all of you for listening thank you for leaving us ratings and reviews thank you for being patrons and just thank you for downloading you know all of the above it all helps um engaging with us on social media all of that sharing episodes when we post them you know every time you guys do that we notice and you know it's it's really important and it it helps us um and we're just excited to see where we can take this thing and how much we can keep it growing Um, And we hope that you stick around and stay with us and and that we keep covering things you want to hear. 
Yeah. Thank you to everybody for listening. Um, you really helped make this year special. And for me, myself personally, and and I, I just love so much engaging with everybody and talking to you about movies and, and books and, and all that. It's been it's been so much fun to, to cover these stories and it's just it's just so interesting how much it's impacting my life, you know. Yeah. There's so much here to to kind of uh, take with us as we as we go into our daily lives and, and like meet every week and it's so much fun. So Yeah, it's a good way for us to stay connected. Yeah. Because we live in different sides of the country and so I think it's been cool for that reason. Um, yeah, all great. And, uh, you know, here's to 2019. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to our listeners. And looking forward to 2020. Uh, But until next year. Thanks for listening.